0: Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. Follow me on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. I'm always open to ideas. If you want to hear something, especially now that the Steelers are in their offseason for a daily podcast, just shoot me a note um, and we will figure things out. But I got a couple little things to talk about here. Uh, Some Kenny Pickett stuff, but wanted to start with Football Outsiders. A website I have great respect for. I pretty much go there every day find a little nugget. I reference their stuff quite a bit. And their cumulative statistic is DVOA, which I've told you guys about. I'm sure you know about a little bit. And basically it's a weighted rank against the rest of the league of who the best teams are, the best quarterbacks, whatever, best offenses, defense. So every week they come out with their DVOA during the regular season, but they keep it going during the playoffs as well. And, And obviously the grades for the Bears and Steelers and Raiders and teams like that that didn't go to the postseason doesn't change. Their book is written for the year, but they keep updating the teams in the playoffs and kind of rank them against the rest of the league. There's more data. This is a you know, data-driven organization and website that they're in analytics way ahead of their time. Aaron Schatz is considered the godfather of football analytics. So they keep gathering as much information as they can from these playoff games. So their DVOA came out yesterday, Tuesday, and after two weeks of playoff football, the Steelers rank 10th in overall DVOA. So if you ask the folks that run Football Outsiders, they would say right this minute, late January, going into championship weekend, the Steelers are the 10th best team in football. And it's not because they played an easy schedule or whatever. There's no excuses. It's based off of who you've played, all those type of things. It weights those things. So they're 10th best right now in DVOA, 11th best on offense. That might shock some people, but a lot of it's based off their running game. Sixth best on defense. Pretty impressive there as well. And 28th on special teams. Now, I'm not going to speak for them because I I think I'm pretty sure I'm certain on this, but it's if I'm wrong, it's slightly off. But I think how they weight overall DVOA is if there's eight pieces of a pie, four of them are offense, one of them is special teams, three of them are defense. And their logic behind that is... Defense fluctuates more than offense year to year. They would rather you be strong on offense, which basically comes down to if you have a good quarterback, you're you're easier to predict than if you have a good defense. And special teams only carries one-eighth of that pie. Special teams also varies the most year to year. So they're 28th right now in special teams. This was not a good special teams year. I'm not saying fire Danny Smith or anything like that. But chances are that's more likely to go towards the mean towards 15, 16, 17 overall than the other ones are. It just fluctuates year to year. There's fewer snaps. There's a lot more variables, those type of things. So I just thought that was interesting, you know, that this team's probably better off than people think, especially compared to the rest of the league, which is a perspective I like to really give you guys is, you know, who you're really competing against. And, by no means <laughs> am I saying the, e- the Steelers are the next Eagles. But I do think it's interesting because last year's playoffs, kind of like this year's playoffs, I mean, the Giants to me, despite winning over the Vikes, were not a contender, We're not a true playoff team this year. And that showed when they got wiped by the, the Eagles this past week. Fine, still a good year for them, not ripping on the Giants. But a year ago... When the Steelers got in, I thought they were one of four teams or so that weren't true playoff-type teams, and that bared to be that ended up being true. New England, the Raiders, the Steelers last year, and the Eagles. So they all got in the dance. I don't want to say they got embarrassed in the first round, but they got beat up pretty good in the first round. If you remember, Jalen Hurts, first rookie start, goes against the Todd Bowles, Bucks D. And just gets blown away. I mean, was totally overwhelmed, you know, bad situation. That game was not competitive. Bucks move on, so be it. Rams win the Super Bowl. No one thinks twice about the Eagles. Ah, that's a nice story. They got in the they got in the dance. They didn't last. Now, again, I'm not saying the Steelers are going to do this, but I think one year later, the Eagles to me are my vote for best team in the league right now. All four of these remaining teams are really, really good. You know, I'm not that's I'm not here to do Super Bowl predictions, but the Steelers or the Eagles made a big trade for AJ Brown, traded first round pick. They drafted well. Their foundation was in place. Hurts. I'm not saying Hurts and Pickett are the same guy. They're very different, but took a massive step forward after his good, you know, year became a great year the next year. All I'm saying is. That's how the league works. I mean, the Bengals picked first overall Burrow and then remember all the conversation. Should they take Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell? I think that was at the third pick. And kind of sneaked into the playoffs. Went to the Super Bowl. You know, like go when the Bengals were and it was Christmas, that Super Bowl run a year ago, no one looked at them and said, Wow, this team's, you know, a, a real contender. They could win the Super Bowl. Now, here they sit as a Final Four team, and I think they probably, well, I don't to say they probably beat the Chiefs, but they have a really good chance of beating the Chiefs and going to another back-to-back Super Bowls. A really good chance. So, things happen quick is all I'm saying. And the Steelers already have that foundation. If they're the 10th best team in the league now, Pickett makes a jump like Hurts. I don't think they're going to go trade for A.J. Brown, but I think they have three early picks, and their roster is going to be better next year than it was to finish out this year so don't be surprised when the steelers are higher than 10th next year or maybe even still alive again i'm not predicting that but that's how this league works good strong organizations make the right moves and people get better so we'll talk about on the back half here some ways that can happen as well central you know around picket more than anything All right, I am back. So, I often reference Pro Football Focus for better or worse, but mostly for better. And they came out with every team's breakout player for 2023. And theirs was Kenny Pickett. That was their pick for the Steelers. They did it for all 32 teams. His grade last year was a 75.5, which is solid for an NFL starting quarterback. Very solid for a rookie starting quarterback. And Here's here's what their write-up was of why they picked him. Pickett's numbers don't look good this year, but his performance was consistently better than the statistical rewards it was reaping. He finished the year with a PFF grade of 75.5, a comparable number to that of Daniel Jones in New York, who was a success story this year for sure, but Pickett threw just seven passing touchdowns to nine interceptions. Pittsburgh retaining its offensive coaching staff doesn't make this any easier. I tend to agree. Listen to yesterday's pod about that. But a step forward from Pickett should make those numbers take a big jump. I mean, he's not going to throw seven passing touchdowns next year. You know, the the numbers on the back of his football card and his fantasy output is going to be a lot better. That I believe. Some other numbers they cite, he only had... 2.5% of his throws were what they deemed turnover-worthy. Of of all the quarterbacks that had at least 100 passing attempts, that was 10th best right after Lamar Jackson and tied with Tom Brady and Ryan Tannehill in terms of turnover-worthy plays. He was 10th best and just had 12 turnover-worthy plays all year. So of the 12 times they deemed him making a turnover-worthy throw, he paid for nine of them, which is a high percentage. Like, oh, he put the ball in harm's way, and he got unlucky, especially in the first half of the season. So there you have it. I mean, again, some Pickett stuff to be optimistic about. I mean, I'm not going crazy with him. But I was thinking, who would be other breakout candidates? Pickett's an easy one. But this worries me a little bit because I had a hard time coming up with names that I would stand on the table for is who's going to take a big step forward next year from this year. Now, I will say there's a good chance there's dudes that aren't on the current roster that take a big step forward. Young free agents, your rookie class, maybe your first round pick, you know that 32nd pick, that absolutely could be in play, you know, that, boy, your linebackers as a whole took a big step forward. One of them was from outside the organization or whatever. The other obvious names I had as breakout candidates, though, were George Pickens, of course. I think that's obvious. I included Fryermuth, although I basically think he has broken out. But I also wanted to mention, this has been two years in a row where the playoff team's Tight ends have been massive contributors this playoff season. Look at every team in the league that made the playoffs. And 9 out of 10 of them, basically, have had huge production from big-time tight ends. I mean, Kelsey's the most obvious one. He caught 14 passes this week, which is a record. But they don't have great receivers. I mean, Kittle stepped up like crazy. Hawkinson, Goddard in his one year. I mean, just... All across the board has been even Hayden Hurst and some of the lesser-known guys, Schultz. All these teams are getting big-time postseason production from tight ends. And Fryer near the top of the list for me in terms of tight ends in their first or second season that I would pick. I mean, I, I, I rave about this guy. He needs to stay on the field. I already think he is kind of broken out. But if we're talking about this team being relevant in the playoffs next year, Friar might be a really, really key component. I think his partner in crime, Hayward, is also a breakout candidate. I'm not saying you want him on your fantasy team, but I think his role and his production and his importance to the Steelers should only spike next year. So I'm not willing to call him Williamson's breakout guy or anything like that. But um, – I think you have to mention Austin, Calvin Austin. Didn't see him at all. I mean, is, is he going to break out in his second year, his true time to play? Hopefully. But that's a bit of a leap of faith, considering the guy's never been on NFL field in a meaningful manner. The only names I could come up with on defense are the Marvin Liao and Robinson, the linebacker. And so, in a way, this is a little disheartening because – When I think about breakout candidates, this is a pretty short list, but some of it's because they haven't had guys on offense waiting in the wings. And later this week, I'm going to tell you about some of the the offensive stuff and average age. So they've played such youth on offense that some of the breakouts have already happened. You know, some of them are what they are. You know, the Kendrick Greens of the world probably are never going to break out, but you have those answers. So I find that interesting of who's who's primed to take a big step forward next year. Some of them you already kind of know about, including Pickens and Friarmouth, but there's not a lot of dudes waiting in the wings ready to really step up in a big way. And defense is more of a veteran group, and I still think it'll continue to be that way through free agency as well, keeping your own, maybe grabbing a linebacker off the market and things of that nature. So of course, of course, if Pickett is your breakout candidate and turns into 12th best quarterback in the league, something along those lines, you're going to be in really good shape, you know? And so that's the key to the world. I mean, you don't need to tune into what I do for a living to know that Kenny Pickett's the key to the organization, but Pro Football Focus thinks he's a breakout guy. I think that's not far-fetched, but I also think there's a little bit of a shortage of breakout guys right now on this roster, potential breakout guys. So that's it for today. Uh, We'll be back later in the world, next or tomorrow, and we'll have some more good content for you that way. Over and out.